welcome back to another exciting edition of What Should We Watch with K and E. I'm K. And I'm E. And we are back to sit down, watch a movie, talk about it, quiz each other on it, and play some fun games. Are you all ready? You forgot. Fight. Ding, ding, ding. So let's get down to business. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we watching this time, E? Well, it was my turn to pick, and since we... Just got Disney Plus not too long ago, and we saw Star Wars in theaters, and there's now the preview for the Disney's latest trend of, hey, we don't have any good original ideas, so let's start making things over cartoons, live action. Recycling. Reboot. (laughs) Or what is it? Upcycle? Yeah. Are you upcycling these things? Uh, Sure. Whatever. We'll go with that. Well, um, so there was a preview for the live action Mulan, Mm -hmm. so I decided to watch the original. Mulan. Nice. Mm-hmm. So before we get started talking about Mulan, we wanted to go ahead and thank you all for tuning in to this episode and all of our other episodes. Mm-hmm. We also want to encourage you all to join us on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. at What Should We Watch Podcast and mm-hmm. join us on Twitter for more questions and games at What Should... Oh, wait, no. At WSW Watch Podcast. I was say, you were doing really good with I all know. Our I screwed up. New Year, new me. New Year, new me. <laughs> so make sure to join us for the fun and also check out all of our other friends at Pod Nation. Yep. So if you've not watched Mulan, I'm wondering why, but go ahead and pause yeah. us, go watch it, and then push play. Yeah. We'll right. see you then. Bye for now. Mm. All right, so welcome back. Let's get into it. Before we hop into the peanut gallery, gonna go ahead and drop our spoiler here. So if you have not seen Mulan and you don't want it spoiled, here it is. He's a she. Seriously, that's not a spoiler. That's the whole premise of the movie. Well, that's now, the whole premise of the movie. Like you go to Mulan know. knowing that Mulan. Dr- <laughs> You just try too hard. I just try to save people some time so they don't have to sit down and watch the movie, even though this is a great, great Disney classic. It is a good Disney classic. I remember going to see this in the theaters like when it came out. It was that such a big deal. Let's go ahead and head into the peanut gallery, shall we? Mm -hmm. Talking about like when this movie was coming out, we were younger, but I very vividly remember the first trailer that dropped for this movie. And it was in, might have been like Hercules. Or mm-hmm. one of the Disney Renaissance movie, mm-hmm. but I remember the promo and how creepy it looked because one of the first shots in the trailer was it showed the great stone dragon. It panned down and it showed Mulan like mm. in the rain looking up, and that alone kind of got me thinking like, ooh, Disney's getting a little more dark. I don't here. remember the previews, but I remember the opening sequence with like the smoke and the ink. Mm-hmm. I remember that vividly seeing that in the theater. Yeah, that is a wonderful, beautiful opening. And do you know they actually made that with using watercolors on rice paper and it just kind of flowed along? And that's why it almost looks like it's actual oh, I didn't painting know that. going nice. on. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So going into Mulan, did you know, E, that Mulan was this close to being a PG film? Well, this close, it was the quintessential thumb and pointer finger gesture because remember audio medium that's right (laughs) you are so right but But no i didn't know it was this close and do you know why it was this close because it's kind of a 
violent movie. Yes, the violence, but there was one line in particular that almost bumped this movie to a PG rating, and they Disney had to fight it and considered removing was it. Was it dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow? <laughs> no, it was the line when the one ancestor says, no, your granddaughter had to be a crossdresser. Oh. And God forbid you say crossdresser in a Disney film. Oh, I thought it was the fact that, like, I mean, there were some pretty intense war scenes mm -hmm. in this movie. Like, I'm, we're jumping ahead real quick, but while I'm thinking about it, when the Huns find the two scouts and they send him back and then he goes to the archer, how many people does it take to deliver a message? And he draws his arrow and says one. I'm oh, like, whoa, so this is a Disney movie. Like, and well, then this is the first Disney film, animated film at least, because Bedknobs and Broomsticks actually, I think, had a little bit of wartime themes. But this was the first animated film to go over the topic of wartime mm. and battles and fighting. But no, I mean, there's, and then like the whole scene where they come up and they see that the town, the city, or the village has been completely decimated and everybody's dead. Like, it's pretty intense. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about wartime mm -hmm. in Mulan here as we go along. But let's go ahead and move on. So the movie opens with a scene of the Great Wall of China, and there's the single guard protecting the Great Wall, and... He wasn't alone. I know where you're going with this. But he yelled up. He's like, light the beacon when he sees all the Huns coming, and he has to go light it himself. So I was asking, geez, Great Wall of China must be short-staffed tonight. <laughs> well, you know, in majority, they think nobody's going to come over the wall. So maybe it was a little bit of arrogance. Remember, it's budget cuts. Yeah. Budget, budget cuts for the great land of china but you know what they shouldn't have done that because the most terrifying disney villain oh, to date came up the corner shun you oh my gosh and you have like he has those like hands that are like hand claws yeah these big meaty hands like oh and he's got those those eyes and a bird did you know those eyes when i was doing my research that's actually um, a tattoo technique where they will inject ink into the whites of people's eyes to make them appear black and it was used in china and mongolia in those days to look terrifying oh. it was actually something that was culturally relevant at that time hmm, interesting interesting indeed well did you get the symbol the emperor mm -hmm. one man can make a difference just as like one grain of rice or something like that Symbol. 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 He is so sage. Except he said, man. I oh. think he forgot the wolf and woman. <laughs> so the Huns are attacking China, and Shun Yu is attacking China just for the fun of it, basically, because oh, no, he felt he like he was challenged. But then we go to our one man, as the emperor says, who is in fact our woman, mm -hmm. Mulan. And Mulan is this she's it's interesting because she's not a disney princess like there is not only is she not a disney princess at no time in the movie does she become a princess which was not heard of of any disney princess in that day yeah, it but became she's like part of the disney princesses right many much princess eyes and there was big debate if she should be into their catalog because of that reason was technically she's not a princess you mean because she actually is a strong female representation for young women because she did something for herself yeah. as opposed to just stepping into or, you know, being born into royalty and then being rescued. Or being married into royalty. Oh, yeah. That's the it's only true. thing that makes a princess awesome, I suppose. But Save me! 
I can't believe that actually on their website they have a list of all the Disney princesses they considered not putting Mulan on there. As uh, well as outrage. later on, Moana, kind of the same thing because there was question she if she, a princess. yeah, she was. She I don't was understand. I don't understand why there was so much complaint against her when probably because she's they're super not obvious. white Anglo-Saxon women who get saved. Whoa. Anyway, <laughs> but um, I see you have a note here about little brother, the dog, yeah. her sidekick, which I dare say, is there a Disney princess with more animal sidekicks than Mulan? Yeah, she like is rolling She's them in. Right. She has little brother, the dog in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then she has the horse. Then she gets Mushu. Then she has a cricket. Girlfriend's packing four deep. I mean, she only rolls out with three, but she had four. Pocahontas had three probably in the what? end. What do you mean? She had Miko, Flint, the hummingbird, and then kind of Percy. No, Percy was not hers. Percy and Miko had a well, thing. What I was talking about in this little note was little brother. He must have gone to the same group of side characters of Disney princesses as what was his name? Pua from mm -hmm. Moana was in because he showed up at the beginning of the movie. Oh, look at him. He's so cute. And then he wasn't in like the rest of it until the very end. Right. They showed him again with his little gag. Poor little thing. That's okay. But there's always that Disney horse. I think if we ever hit another... they're always so sassy. They always are so sassy. They're so sassy. We'll talk about this later. So in the beginning with Little Brother, when she's tying the rice to him to feed all the chickens, something that I was reading up on online that pointed out to me and kind of opened my mind was Mulan, as a character, she's writing also that script of oh, what to say yeah, the matchmaker. on her wrist. So Mulan, it's like she's kind of a cheater and mm -hmm. she takes shortcuts. However... It's the whole concept of not working harder, working smarter kind of idea, yeah, but which she uses when she goes into the military and what she eventually uses to take out the Hun army mm. each and every way. She doesn't just fight them. She figures out like when they're in the snow pass, I can take them out by oh, wiping out the snow. Point. And it's a point that is brought up throughout the whole movie. Even when she's training, it's always, I'm going to work smarter, smarter not harder. harder. Although, let's be honest, kids, do not write the answers to a test on your arm. That is straight up cheating. <laughs> that is cheating. Yeah, we should probably put a little yeah. note in but there. Other than that, that's pretty, that's interesting. But, you know, that leads us to the fact that she is in the process of getting ready to impress the matchmaker, which I felt like this Disney movie in this next, like, probably, like, what, 30 minutes of the movie mm -hmm. was very self-aware of how they have positioned their female characters. But in the following sequence where Milan goes to the matchmaker and they do that whole song, there's a line in it's like, you're going to be polished and perfect and, you know, just putting all of... Mulan's self-worth on her appearance, her ability to be humble, not humble, subservient for her ability to obey and listen to a husband mm -hmm. and attract a good heir and all of that. It was interesting that, you know, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of the Disney princesses before Mulan were, you needed rescued. Oh, she's so beautiful. We're just gonna love her. Mm -hmm. And it's also, it kept going back to um, bringing honor like polished placing value only on the imperial so like that's the only that's the one way and i think it's also part of me likes to believe that disney was very self-aware and they were trying to correct but i also think it was going back to the fact that they needed to drive home that mulan 
there's not just one way for Mulan to bring honor to her family. So I'm leaning more now towards the fact that like, that was just a plot point. Women should just look pretty. But this idea of like, they kept saying there's only one way you can bring honor to your family. There's only one way you can do that. And that is being polished and perfect and beautiful and get a man. Yeah, there, there's a couple things in this movie where I was thinking like, oh, wow, this is a great movie for girls and showing them that they don't have to just be defined as a woman. But then there's other parts where they would do stereotypical men and girl things mm -hmm. where um, I was thinking like, well, Disney, that's kind of going against the point of your movie. However, it might have just been kind of pointing out the reality of the situation. Yeah. Well, then it's just crazy because they make a comment about they've seen worse with Mulan because she's clumsy and she's not graceful. Isn't that always like the trope of a woman if you're not like catching a man? Like Mulan's beautiful. They drew her to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, she's clumsy. Oh, ha, 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 ha. She's not a good woman. Like that's just a trope that it's like, oh, you're the clumsy girl who just needs her hair like fixed or yeah. something. And then you'll be fine. Then you'll find a man and everything will be right, okay. Right, but they make the comment, we've seen worse. Okay, then why are you acting like Mulan's the worst thing in the world if you've seen worse? <laughs> Act like she's a lost cause. Um, two little points I want to talk about when we start this movie with the singing and everything. This movie, I didn't really realize this. This was the end of the musical era of Disney movies for some time. Like there would be a lot of Disney movies leaving the Disney Renaissance and even starting with the next film, Tarzan, where the characters would not do as much of the singing. Tarzan and a few of the other movies have like one character will sing, but it was some time before they returned to that, and it wasn't until about Princess and the Frog time that they uh, continued to sing. Also, I wanted to point out during this scene, when they're going up to the matchmaker's house, did you notice Mulan? She goes up to those men playing checkers, and she makes that one move that basically it indicates that ends the game. Also symbolic of what she'll do later in the movie, where she does the one thing that pretty much saves all of China. So once again, symbol. symbol. And also, too, she picks up the doll and saves it for the little girl, which later in the movie, Aww. she finds that doll, but she wasn't able to save the little girl. Well, you were watching this is way more detail than I was. Yeah, well, I was when I was reading some stuff on it ahead of time, oh, this okay. was brought to my attention by sites like Wikipedia and IMDb. So I, this isn't us. a total original thought. Gotcha. But I feel like there is tropes that Disney plays with, like the girl that's not a good quintessential stereotypical woman is she's clumsy and awkward but then we've got to talk about the kooky grandma grandma you know i just realized thinking about that is this movie and moana are so similar very true yeah when mushu would be the mystical demigod like character like maui and then yeah you have your little other sidekicks mm -hmm. but kooky and, grandma like, i guess the horse would be like the water. The cricket <laughs> yeah. would be like, hey, hey. Right. And then the grandma. Kooky grandmas. Like this, she's not kooky, but it's like these these women, especially in Milan. She's just like this sassy old lady with like these quick little quib one-liners. Mm -hmm. Whoa, right. sign me up for the, the next, next war. war. <laughs> and like the whole where she gets the cricket, which. Yeah. I love the line. How lucky can they be? They're dead. <laughs> Oh, Tell yes. it like it is, Grandma. I know. It's like, what did they just... It's just, I love that Grandma. And that that poor Cricket, though. Poor Cricket. Yeah, he's, he's supposed so supposed to be cute. a lucky Cricket. Although, did the Grandma ruin everything with that Cricket? 
Not only what happens with the matchmaker where the cricket jumps into the tea and then Mulan and her get in the fight and she spills the tea on her and, and then things it goes, escalate very the, quickly. Yeah, and then it gets down her shirt and then her butt is on fire. Okay, so there's not only that, but think about everything else. Like, well. Well, as Mushu said, you are one lucky bug later in the movie. I think the cricket was, I think he's the hero. But did the grandma ruin the matchmaking because she gave her the cricket? If she would have been matched with somebody, maybe. Oh, China would have fell. Yeah. I guess that is one lucky cricket. Mm-hmm. Like the rat in Endgame. It was, was it the rat or the cricket that saved China or saved the universe? Like, I don't right. know. But then they do, Disney does set some unrealistic beauty goals. Although I did find it interesting when the matchmaker was like looking up and down Mulan that she said she was too skinny. Yeah. I did find that interesting. Which can be said about a lot of Disney princesses. Very true. The littlest waistline. Mm-hmm. Um, Mulan, this movie, you know, when you sit your child down to watch it, just tell them that it has unrealistic standards for makeup. <laughs> because listen anything you girls can learn from this unrealistic movie. stand a perfectly winged eyeliner that matches the other eye in one swoop i don't buy it <laughs> no and then later when she takes it off by just wiping her sleeve over her makeup no no and then it stays perfect the whole time she's like wrestling with a crazed mad woman over a teacup unrealistic standards and perfect liquid red lipstick that goes on again in one swoop and she has white foundation on how do they mm-hmm. not get that to bleed all over the place without lip liner come on people unrealistic disney magic that's how it works unreal well then i need some disney magic from my sephora well that'll bring us into the next scene when she sings a song reflections which is a great disney song and a nice little fact here about that song was the singer who sings that in the Mm -hmm. movie is also the singer in aladdin for jasmine Mm -hmm. it's the same voice and she was actually going to be the voice in mulan entirely but she couldn't get her voice low enough for the guy parts when she had to talk like a man Mm -hmm. so they looked for somebody else and they actually at that time started focusing on finding somebody that was of east asian descent oh Um, and that's how they yeah how (laughs) what they should have probably done originally yes (laughs) and so that's how they originally found Ming Nei Wen. Yeah, that was the one thing I will say. It was like, oh, a, a movie set in China with a bunch of American accents. Hmm, that's Disney. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that song is probably like. That is a good song. Mm-hmm. And what I was talking about in the last episode was when they were playing the song during the new trailer. That's the song that it was, but it was really intense. Mm-hmm. It got me goosebumps. And it is a really good song. I agree. Although I will say, what does the Fa family do for a living? Because they have some nice property. Yeah, they have the farm, as indicated by the ancestors. And they'll lose the farm. Yeah, but that is not a farmhouse. Think about it. They have... Well, he was also ex-military. And it sounded like he was up high in the ex-military, in the military. So reason to believe is So he why might are have... they so worried about Mulan getting a match? People just want her for her money. Maybe. Or her property. But she's a clumsy girl, so that's wow. that's something Speaking of her. her dad, can we talk about Crouching Dragon Hidden Ailment? What is wrong with him? <laughs> He's got the limp. Well, that's all it is. It's a limp. But, like, what is wrong with him? He limps around. So it's like, does he just have a bum knee? This was the original fight that led us to create this whole podcast. <laughs> what is wrong with his dad? 
like her is, dad. Like, but they make it sound like this big disease, but all they can manifest in the show is that he has a cane and a limp. Like, so what's wrong with him? Disney, I want to know. What's wrong with Mulan's dad? You're going to answer that in the live action movie? Huh? It's the same thing that's wrong with Moana's grandmother. No, she's just old. Uh, I guess so. Maybe he's just old. He's got the old. <laughs> Might have been an old wartime injury, but yeah, there, there's a lot going on with him that is not really explained. But he does like, I love his relationship with his daughter, even though he's pointing out things of, about her beauty and kind of putting her down. But he just, even in the end, he accepts so quickly how she is so much more than just her beauty. Yeah, but there was one scene in there where he like, about faced pretty quickly so when they get the summons to go to war yeah and then she's like you can't do it and he like yells at her we go from that beautiful like blossom scene like you'll bloom later you'll still be beautiful to know your role and shut your mouth boo well he duty and honor is so important to him and he he gets nervous and embarrassed when his daughter interrupts kind of like his role in society Mm. and this brought up the question of which i think is something topical for this time just because a lot of people talked about even though it's something that like is not happening right now in the united states here but about drafts in general is drafts are i feel like it's honor and duty versus loss of freedom and choice so like how do you find the balance in deciding whether to do that I feel like especially back in the day, like World War II, when there was last a draft, it was more acceptable. No, Vietnam. Oh, that's right. Vietnam, there was a draft. Why the hippies came about? But Draft Dodgers Canada? In the United States, it's not required to be in the mm-hmm. military, but in some other countries it is. What is interesting about the draft is back in the day, it was an honor to fight in the military and it was this big thing but nowadays we see the repercussions of being at war and so for many people it's like that's not what i want to do with my life i want to do this i want to do that and i don't want to see that violence and all those things because i see these people come home and they're horribly depressed and anxious sometimes Mm -hmm. to the point where they want to harm themselves or others and some people don't want that so in this movie it is obviously the draft is all about duty and honor at the expense of Mulan losing her father and losing the only man in the family. Just Well, and he has that secret ailment. Yeah. Because, you know, when he goes back and she sees him with his sword and he looks like he's got some skills with him, which is pretty good. But then he just like hits that one position and all of a sudden it's like, Ugh! and he's on the ground. Yeah. Which she doesn't go in to help him either. Right. So. Good daughter. Which that gives her the idea that if her dad can't do it, she can. Yeah, and then epic cue, techno music. Cue the '90s techno music. <laughs> Which once again, another unrealistic beauty standard. One perfect haircut with a sword. No, it should have been jaggy. It should have been all over the place. Unrealistic beauty standards, Disney. That is a awesome epic montage scene, though. Did you notice as they were leaving to Khan, her horse, did you notice like how he was looking at her? It was like such a look of, I'm proud of you. We're doing this. I really like that look that he gave her, which I love Disney horses. They tell so much of the story in just their <laughs> but eyes. How does her dad's armor fit her? Well, it was his armor when he was younger, and who knows? They might be similar builds. He looked kind of lean. No, I don't buy it. 
Because the, ar the armor fits her perfectly. Even if her father, that would, he would have to be a very, very small young man. You know what? I think I know exactly the person we should ask about this. Oh, you know what? He's actually right outside the studio right now. Let me see if I can go grab him. Take it away, Stefan. All right, Stefan, you have to explain this. How does Mulan's armor fit her when it was her dad's? Oh, it is obvious -y. Oh, hello, everyone, by the way. It is I, Stefan, the model. Okay, get to the point. No, this is a serious mystery, Stefan. Oh, I know, serious I know. Mystery. Let me tell you, when it comes to this movie, Mulan, what is it about? Is it about war? Is it about women finding what they are undefined by society? No, this movie is truly all about fashion and the war crimes against fashion in this movie and labeling it female or male. No, fashion is fluid. Fashion is everywhere. Do you see what I'm wearing right now? No, you don't. I could be wearing anything. I could be nude. You don't know. <laughs> But I can tell you, I look so model. So I will say this about Mulan. Even though this movie has some sort of issue against fashion being a, excuse you, fashion being a war criminal, but all I have to say is when it comes to Mulan fitting into her father's outfit, she wears it well. And little- How? How does it fit? I don't buy it. Disney magic -y. The powerful magic of Disney. It rules us all -y. You must come to terms with this. Well, that is really all I have to say for today. But I will be back next time, Tootaloo. Okay, so what was Stefan's take? I have to know. He didn't have any take. Oh. He didn't have a good one. From the model, From Stefan? From the model, no. He did not have a good answer. Really? I still don't buy that that fits. It's just a magic shrinking armor. Well, you know what? When it comes to fashion, what Stefan says is law. So whatever he said goes. It's how it works, E. I'm sorry. So this leads us to, um, so Mulan goes away. The family finds out. And that's when the, you know, the ancestors are awoken because we have to go get Mulan. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, your favorite character arises. He lives! <laughs> so Mushu, the dragon, who is very ferocious and powerful and pleasurable, <laughs> um, <laughs> he rises and he has this backstory where he was once a guardian for the family and he was taken away from his spot. Now he just rings the gong to awaken the other ancestors. He is told to awaken the great stone, stone dragon. dragon. Mushu's lines throughout this movie, he says some great lines with the great stone dragon bit, but do you know why some of his lines kind of like, they don't seem of the time they're kind of all over the place well didn't eddie murphy just make them up yeah eddie murphy would improv a little bit mm -hmm. but he actually he did not want to record his audio with everybody else he actually recorded all his audio in his own house and basically he kind of did his own thing why didn't when it he came want to record to it. with everybody else just because he felt like it was easier and this was one of his first voice acting gigs mm. and he thought it would just be easier just to do it and it wouldn't feel as much pressure because this was before shrek um obviously oh, yeah. he did like 47 shrek movies after right? that He's so still he doing them. definitely became more comfortable but 
Yeah, Mushu is a great character. And the one scene when he says, what was the line? Oh, the when he bites the butt of one of the soldiers and he says, that was vile. You owe me big. I was told one time I dead asleep, woke up. Well, not woke up, but dead asleep, just suddenly sat up and said, that was vile. You owe me big. And my brother said I sounded exactly <laughs> like Eddie Murphy. So as you know, E, I talk a lot in my sleep. sleep. You do. I also impersonate in my sleep. It doesn't matter if I'm awake or asleep. I impersonate all the time. (laughs) I quote all the time. And then, of course, Mushu has severe head trauma because he he kills. Like, can we just take a moment to realize he murdered the Great Stone Dragon? Yeah. Whoops. We had to hit the head trauma counter here. There was, I think, two or three times he got hit in the head or the... Great stone dragon lost his head, so. Which that certainly won't be the last time this counter will go off, believe me. And I feel like most of the times it has to do with Mushu. Mushu gets nailed in the head quite a bit. Well, he's a mystical being. I guess concussions don't work that way. Mm-hmm. So Mushu goes after Mulan. Mm-hmm. And then with we the get, cricket. With the cricket, yeah. Cricket. But then we get another occurrence of head trauma when Mulan shoots that shoe very <laughs> accurately at Khan. That was the first time in this movie she has excellent um, aim. shoe aim. But I think that whole scene where <laughs> Mushu, Mushu comes in. You're going to stay, you're going to work. <laughs> Let me hear you say, ah, ah, that's close enough. <laughs> and he just comes around the corner. But then if you think about it, Mushu kind of a selfish little turd yeah he is like he is thoroughly instead of getting mulan he's using mulan yeah to to get get what he wants to get back in the graces of the ancestors Mm -hmm. which he brings up later is like he points out him mulan both entered into this war trying to do something specific not just for the sake of china she was trying to save her father though he, he was, was just trying to, trying to gain his, his place. So. But if you think about it, he took a pretty big risk. Because, I mean, like, listen, Boo-Boo, not only did you kill the Great Stone Dragon, but apparently he has, you know, homicidal tendencies because he was perfectly fine with putting Mulan in a war that she was unprepared for. Mm-hmm. So Mushu, we got to, like, look at him. So he deserves him. all the head trauma that right. he is getting here. He Mulan slaps him again, so another point for head trauma when he's uh, right before he says the line, dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your vagina, which is basically what the whole movie was about in the beginning. Can we say vagina? I will. We said it twice now. Oh, shoot. I mean, it's an anatomically correct body part for the female form. Oh, yeah. Shame on me for... Questioning. Questioning. It's not like I said... (laughs) (laughs) Or... (laughs) Or technically an anatomical correct form. Anywho... I mean, think about it, dishonor on your vajayjay. Okay. Oprah said vajayjay. We could say vajayjay. Thanks, Oprah. All right. So then Mulan, Mushu, the cricket, and... The horse. The horse, yeah. Side-eyed horse. Mm-hmm. They head on into the campment, and Mulan struts it. Men are disgusting. <laughs> Mulan is so right. I feel like that is a good representation of any group of men, exactly what they look like. Well, do you think they exaggerated it? Is this gender biased? But men are kind of gross. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna speak for my gender and say yes. But then are. like I can't really talk because I'm gross too. Well, in your own right. You got something on your forehead. See? <laughs> Probably a cracker. You're disgusting. <laughs> There's a whole animal cracker just on your forehead. Just noticed it. Yeah, I was holding on to it for later. So in the camp, Mulan starts getting herself into trouble and we're introduced to Li Shang. 
who mm-hmm. is being told by his father to train all the troops. But watching him train all the troops is going to be Chifu, who is such a dweeb. He is. And I won't leave anything out. But first of all, Li Shang, why you got to take your shirt off? Because he does man things, you know, like fix things, cook outdoors. That was my first thought was like, everybody else has the kind of like the wrap shirt on to train and he just comes out with his open and then takes it off mm-hmm. and then my first thought was why you gotta take your shirt off bro and then Yao, first thing he said was i'd do it with my shirt on when he shot the arrow and they're like go up and get it he's like and i'll do it with do my, my shirt, shirt on. on i was like i'm with you that's unnecessary it's like when they dress women we talked about this in the last episode with ray when they dress women in like the bustier and hot pants and high heel boots to go fight battles. Like, that's unnecessary. So, bro, keep your shirt. He's such a bro. Mm-hmm. He He's such a, a Thor, really. He's no. Can't like, keep a shirt on. Thor can take his shirt off. <laughs> but when Thor takes his shirt off, it's like to clean up. He doesn't fight with his shirt off. So but before we listening hold on can we stay with thor for a okay second? no we, we <laughs> have to move on that's a whole nother podcast before we get into the next sequence which is I just... some odd training methods by the way mm-hmm. i just want to point out mushu's line when mulan is running out from the tent because she was pushed out by all the other soldiers because she already is causing all these issues with mm-hmm. them and she's sleeping out in a tent outside of the camp but when yeah. she finds out everybody's getting moving she runs out of the tent i love mushu's like my baby's off to destroy people <laughs> if our kid ever goes into the military that's exactly oh, what i'm gonna to say be a snub, or, you know don't you think they would have questioned her being out on the well i guess she kind of outcasted herself so it's convenient when you have body parts you need to hide yeah yeah but i really questioned the training methods like there's some odd training methods the bucket on the head on the ledge and they threw rocks at him yeah like that was like strange i this mean this is I the get... karate kid school of training right they're like we can't wax on we can't wax off but we can do strange things and the whole time i was just like put your shirt on i mean if i was faced with an army that reached into a river and just all grabbed a fish in a single swipe i'd be like nah <laughs> i'm gonna go army over here <laughs> go army over here but the Big thing of this scene is the song, of course. Brahman. Which I think this song has a lot to say about femininity um, in the lyric, Be a Man. Uh, <laughs> this this song in particular, I think it's obviously in here. It's kind of ironic, the song, Be a Man. And Mulan is the one who steps it up. Yeah. Where I don't think it's as much about singing like Be a Man. However, this is a total pump up song for me and definitely gets my testosterone flowing. So when I'm exercising, wow. this is definitely on my playlist. First of all, you don't exercise. True. So there's that. But I have a workout playlist with do. this song on it. Second Haven't of all. Haven't played it, but it's there. <laughs> no. The fact that you said a Disney song gets you. Wow, if I... I also have songs from Music Man and... Oh, no. Uh, Miss Saigon. <laughs> Listen, if I didn't have physical proof that you were attracted to me right now, I would question it. You know what? On second thought, let's go ahead and start talking about Thor again here. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do wonder, like, be a man, the lyrics, mm-hmm. like, mysterious as the dark side of the moon. 
Okay. That's such a guy statement. I'm just as mysterious as the dark Any side guy of the moon. that says that is not mysterious. <laughs> like, name one guy that would be. You're as transparent as a glass door. <laughs> and not like one that's so transparent, like you walk through it, like you have some smudges on it. So it's like people know to at least open the door. Mm-hmm. But mysterious is the dark side of the moon. Break that down for me, male counterpart. How are you mysterious as the dark side of the moon? I mean,. You don't know what's going on inside here. I mean, here. you did just throw me for a loop. Yeah. <laughs> Your workout playlist. Case and point. My question is that in the song, he's like, pack up something, you're through. I missed the line. Whatever. Get your stuff, pack up, you're through. They're kicking Mulan out for not being physically adequate enough to complete the training. Wouldn't her dad have gotten kicked out too? Oh. Mm. Like, if they would have let him go, would he have gotten kicked out because he physically couldn't perform at the level in which they expected him to? You're right. You're probably right there. So the question is, did Mulan overreact? And go through this whole thing for no reason. But, hey, it all ended up working out in the end because, remember, she saved China. They wouldn't have saved China without her. So it's good. It worked yeah, out. Yeah, because he good. would have hit like one pose and ugh, fell on the floor. Nobody would help him up. Just like the stormtrooper says, it's good. What stormtrooper said that? From Rise of Skywalker. Remember last week's episode? No, I don't remember. See, that's why you got the trivia question wrong. Last bit I want to talk about this sequence is we had to run the head trauma counter because especially for the one character, Ling, He gets hit in the head a lot during the sequence, and he also loses a lot of teeth during the sequence, as well as other sequences, but his his teeth always come back. He has some inhuman so maybe they have good dental. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) it. Although, can we just talk about the fact that Mulan finally gets to take a bath and it's her first bath? Mmm. I mean, I get this is different time periods. Hygiene was Subject to interpretation in different cultures and Mm -hmm. different time periods, you know, like you didn't bathe for like, I think in medieval time, maybe you bathed once a month or something like that. So I guess, okay, I guess maybe that makes sense. This is her first bath. However, why is being girly, like your girly hygiene habits, like, listen, if you stank, you stank, take a bath. Disney's perpetuating an opposite stereotype that men are disgusting. Like, let the girl bathe. And but then, then they all went in and took a bath. So it's like, Mushu, who you, who you judging? You know, if you think about it, the bathing scene's kind of a heavy concept to unpack. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're all naked. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to hide in the water. I guess as a child, I knew I had girl and boy parts. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those like, oh, wow. Well, she says the line, hopefully never see a naked man again. It That I, implies <laughs> she saw a lot of panic right? during well, that scene. Right, well, they all like ran in the water. The look on her face too is great where she's just like, ooh. Listen, if we are talking about the way men and women are structured, I mean, if I saw an army. Mm-hmm, of dinglings. <laughs> running at me. That haven't bathed since we started training. All right, ancient Czech Chinese technique to make the opposite army retreat: either grab fish out of the water simultaneously, or, or... free boys. <laughs> Works every time. See ya, Huns. Check out these honey buns. Speaking of Mushu, Mushu is straight up using Mulan. I know we've already talked about that, mm-hmm. but when he finds out the general isn't sending for the troops, and then he makes the cricket like rewrite the letter. 
He is so selfish. How many people did he put in danger because he wanted to fulfill his own agenda? Mm -hmm. Not only is he putting Mulan, who he is intimately tied to through like the family lineage, but he's also putting a whole platoon in danger. Mushu really isn't a guardian. He's, he's a selfish son of a- <laughs> He's a guardian of death. Before we continue with the peanut gallery, let's go ahead and hear a quick promo from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. That was our friend, Time Shifters Podcast. So if you have not yet checked them out, check them out today wherever you get your podcast. It's a fun sci-fi look at some of the interesting things that have been in our past and what we have yet to see in our future. So if that is your jam, check them out today. I am a big fan. So the troops are all ready to go. They're all trained up. As Mushu's alive. <laughs> he is. And as they're heading off to war, they sing the quintessential Disney throwaway song. Every Disney movie has that one throwaway song. And this one in particular, this one I feel like isn't ironic like Be A Man. This one is totally, oh, boys being boys. Reinforced gender stereotypes. It even has Mushu in the middle of it giving a cat call to the women out in the field. I, I mean, this was cringeworthy. However, what song were we singing when the movie was over? This freaking song. Did we? Mm-hmm. I kept humming. <laughs> oh. Okay, first of all, when they're marching in the mountains, didn't they have more men with them? There's like 12 of them. Yeah. Before they meet the Huns. Where'd the rest of those heathens go? They died along the way from scurvy and the plague, but <laughs> the song was too happy to <laughs> okay, point that out. so that's the whole thing. Lee has them doing all these crazy training things, and he didn't do basic survival. <laughs> way to go, Lee. <laughs> They're like, he didn't teach us how to pack a lunch. That's why, that's why Chifu. Mm hmm the dweeb. Yeah, that's why he was like, you will never be a good general. He was right! <laughs> but my men could catch fish like nobody's business. Yeah, well, they know how to put their guys' pants on so they don't die in the mountains. Nope. So the song ends abruptly, as these throwaway songs often do in Disney films. And we come across a village, and oh my gosh, this scene is so sad. Also pretty deep for a children's movie. Yeah. Like you, they don't show bodies, but it's like, this is war. Right. And you find out like there's that girl's doll lying there. You, you find, out, find his out dad died. He's, yeah, his dad died. It's a lot of deep stuff. And so it goes from this very happy moment, which that's a Disney thing is like, get them all happy and joyous. And then the very traumatic thing will happen. I think that's to kind of help people like, switch gears with their emotions as opposed to like that feeling of hopelessness as it goes on. It's like, you know what, maybe we can do this. And then the big climactic bad thing happens that leads to the finale. But the troops are all solemn and it's the solemnness is broken off when all of a sudden there's a big burst from the cart that Mulan and her horse Khan were dragging mm -hmm. along and it's Mushu and Kriki are in there playing with the fireworks. The look Mushu gives and points to Kriki is 
fantastic. Well done to he's the animators. Such a... He is. He's not only using people, but he's blaming the poor cricket. Mm-hmm. And who is the one who has access to fire in the back of that exactly. cart? But again, like, if you look at that scene, there's only, like, 12 soldiers there. What mm -hmm. happened? What happened, Lee? You are unprepared. But then, of course, the Huns come out. Mm -hmm. And I remember when the movie was being made and they showed the preview of all of the Huns running. Mm -hmm. Like, how that was such a big, epic moment for, like, digital production and how they made it. Right. And it's obvious that they would put that in the trailer because that... That was a big landmark scene where they did use a specific program that allowed them to have that many yeah. different army people doing different things. It wasn't just copy paste. And that shot, it, it's absolutely stunning and looks so cool mm -hmm. for that era. All right. Evidence that Lee is a terrible general. His pep talk. Prepare to fight. Duh. If we die, we die with honor. Do the math, boo-boo. There's 12 of you. There are 12,000 well, of them. There's suddenly 12 of you. Suddenly 12. You lost half your troops. I bet the ones behind like the cart were like, you know, this guy's a moron. <laughs> if we just like hang back and like duck behind a tree one by one. Oh, good. They're singing that song. Let's, we let's... Can go. Why are we singing again? Didn't we just sing a song about our masculinity? And he has his shirt on finally. But that's when Mulan she very quickly decides they're down to just one cannon left and she sees this army approaching and that's when she gets the idea of the mountain behind all the Hun army mm -hmm. has a bunch of snow on it and she realizes like if I can start an avalanche maybe I can wipe them all out. So she runs forward towards Shan Yu and he is charging her looking terrifying I just love that shot of him charging forward on the horse and his <laughs> horse is terrifying looking I know, too. and his hands and his bird and, and the rest of the boys they all go chasing after her like we gotta help and she makes a shot and for some reason Mushu is on the rocket <laughs> yelling at her like you missed how could you miss he was three feet in front of you and then he somehow doesn't die when he explodes Neither on the side of the a mountain. Cricket. Isn't the cricket on there too? I don't know. No, because he pulls the oh, cricket out of the snow. That's right. The snow. Yeah. We'll when he says the, the line, you are one lucky bug. Which if you think about it, if she would have killed Shan Yu, she just would have made another person step up and win. It's that whole, you know, oh, this is Vacuum really of deep. power. This is deep because now it's like. Do you isolate and target the threat or you just wipe out a whole population? Wow. Ah, this movie's deep. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like she really thought the avalanche through. No, she did. You can tell that was her goal because she was lining up the shot. She but was no, going once for it. it happened, I don't think she like, oh, now I have to escape too. Well, she, yeah, she didn't think she that didn't through. Because she gave Shan Yu that look of like, hehe, suck on that. But then the whole like, oh, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. Well, Shen Yu, when he realizes what's happening, he takes a swipe at her, which wounds her. However, she keeps moving. And then you see the good old boys are going to help Mulan. And I love how they run up and then they run back screaming. Yeah, from man. Yeah. But they're treating snow like water in that scene. Yeah. That's not how it works. Yeah, I mean, I've never people are just been like in coming an avalanche. In and out but of it. Like, and then like the horse is like, kind of riding it like it's floodwaters mm -hmm. also and horse oh my gosh think of how many horses there were there were no horses left which the brutalities this, of war right what which this leads to want to hear this interesting fact so there is apparently a head trauma counter 
with all Disney characters that indicates who has the highest kill count of all Disney characters. <gasps> and it was discovered that up until like Star Wars and Endgame, it would be Mulan. She wiped out that whole army. Well, there's a few stragglers. That there, there's the only six people that survive, but she kills all those men and she kills all their horses. Mulan <gasps> is the most dangerous Disney character. She's the deadliest Disney character. She is now in the same category as characters such as Thanos, Emperor Palpatine, oh Darth Vader. She is mysterious as the dark side of the moon. She dark side, dark. <gasps> But can we just talk about the fact that they have an unrealistically strong rope? Yeah. That's able to lift the horse and two people. Two adults. And a small dragon and a cricket. Oh, that cricket would have tipped it over for sure. (laughs) What is the smallest grain of rice can tip the sail? Yeah, that's what he was referring to. Cricky kills them all. So it looks like the day is saved. Everything's great. Everyone's like, woo! But then there's something bad going on and Lee goes to the tent where Mulan was healing and getting fixed up and he discovers her secret. Boobs! She's got boobs! I have the same note. It's especially like when she sits up and it's like that sound and there's just like, no, tits are evil! Ah, not the boobs! Hide the children's eyes! Also, he says, like, Chifu's like, you know the law, which he's a bloodthirsty little Yeah. Like, he kept saying, you know the law. It's like, okay, wait a minute. How often are men running, or women running around impersonating men that there's a law about it? Oh, all the time. All the time. Also, too, not only the dweeb is, like, all about it. Apparently, her friends are, like, really quick. They're like, no. And then they're like, oh, I guess it is the law. We're just going to let her die. Yeah. Well, I think it's like that herd mentality. Mm-hmm. I like when he roasts the dumpling. I really wanted a dumpling. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Okay, how did the Huns beat Milan to the city? Because not only do they get there before her, they get there with enough time to, un- let's assume, kill the people in the mm-hmm. dragon costume, hide their bodies, get information, set up for the parade, and walk the parade. How did they beat him? How did they beat her? I don't have an answer for you because she was riding a horse there. I know, and she killed all their horses. Maybe that's what she didn't think the avalanche were. Like, what you don't see was when they're pulling up the horse is, like, the six huns that made it are, like, falling off the cliff like, this isn't so bad. No, they pop out of the snow like daisies. She like sees daisies! Them, she sees them pop out of the snow. How did they beat her? I have no idea. Oh, my God. We do before they all head down to the city. We have that sequence where Mushu and Mulan like kind of confess things where they're like we're frauds we're both frauds and it leads to the conversation that Mushu realizes like everyone there's a fraud because he finds out Cricky's not even lucky and so he looks at Khan and says what are you a sheep (laughs) a horse should have stepped on Mushu right then and there but (laughs) done what's great about this is when they see the army pop out of snow like daisies (laughs) Mulan is determined and realizes Well, she's I don't, the only one there to warn them. Right. I don't care. I have to do something. Yeah. And she goes for it. Then we go down to the city and they're se- celebrating as the announcer says very triumphantly, 
Make way for the heroes of China. Make way for the people taking credit for somebody else's work. That's man. That's man right That there. is a man right there. Be a there. man, you must take credit for something a woman did. <laughs> and then deserter in the snow. <laughs> Gosh, think about how many times in history that actually right? happened, so probably literally. So many times. Like, there's a saying that's kind of like, I mean, if you unpack the saying, behind every strong man is a strong woman, I feel like that was just to, like, placate the fact that women, we've only, like, had rights and stuff that are equal to men, like, not as long as we should have. Yeah. I mean, rights should be something you have forever, but you haven't had rights very long. No. It's shocking. So we are there, and you it clips away to Mulan trying to convince people that the Huns are there, but there is no proof of that at the moment. Mm -hmm. When we find out in a little bit, they are somehow underneath the dragon behind the... And we already said every step they had to do. So yeah. they're speedy. They're efficient. But I made a comment of how proud Shun Yu must have been of his entrance when he's up on top of the building. Like, number one, he had to get up there... And how long was he just perched up there like a gargoyle, like freaking right? Goliath up there? And when the bird grabs a sword and drops it to him, you can kind of tell by the look on his face. He's like, oh, man, this looks so cool. so cool. So Mulan has a line about, like, Lee not trusting her, I believe. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you trusted Ping. Why is Mulan any different? Yeah. Burn, because you have a vagina and boobies, and I saw him now. It's like she had the vagina and boobies the whole time, mm -hmm. but once he laid eyes on him, it's like, oh, you're a woman. It changes everything. So Shane gets a quick head trauma punch there, and then the Huns are going up, and they kidnap the, kidnap the emperor, and things are looking grim, and that's when Mulan comes back, and all her friends decide to ban with her again lee's the last one but he does end up joining her and then it starts playing be a man and they start using their but skills but yeah Except all for lee yeah all the guys start getting in their kimonos and cross-dressing and what's interesting about that is all the actors who do the voices for those three friends mm -hmm. uh ling po and uh or whatever their names are i can't think of them right now but all the voice actors that did this performance for their friends they have all previously played women in different roles the most well-known one would be yao for us because something that we have seen like he played the mom in hairspray and so it's kind of a funny little fact that these men they had actually all the people that played them have previously been cross done the exact thing that mulan did and did nice. cross-dressing so, so they use their feminine ways that they just like it took Mulan a hot minute to become a man that's kind of insulting they're like oh if I just talk like this and kind of jiggle my fruit boobies oh. well that's the stereotypical woman that they were becoming it's a lot harder to become an actual woman as you know tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> once you get the parts it's really hard to be it right lord and my question is so they're disguised as women and when it's revealed that they're not, when an apple comes falling out of one of their shirts and the jig is up, Yao pulls out a banana. <laughs> so, Boobies come in all different shapes and sizes. Well, no. And textures and apparently flavors. I had a theory. I think he accidentally grabbed from the wrong place <laughs> and pulled out the banana he had packing down below. And 
Yao is actually a woman in disguise as a man, disguise as a woman. So he, <laughs> he was hoped naked nobody in would the notice. Water scene. Oh, true. They all saw his banana then. <laughs> oh my gosh! But you know, the, of course, the big fight happens, and like when they spill out onto like the balcony and the roof and stuff. Which, when they're spilling out, I remember we watched this in slow motion one time when I previously watched it, but. You don't even have to watch in slow motion. One of the best things is when Shan Yu, as he's about to lay down the final blow mm -hmm. to the emperor, the emperor starts walking away from him <laughs> as he has the sword up in the air to swipe at him. He starts just walking away calmly, <laughs> but he didn't know from behind him, he didn't realize Lee was coming up behind him to save him. So he is that cool where he's just like, sure, go ahead and swipe at me. I don't give a <laughs> nope to give here. <laughs> <laughs> well, eventually when the big fight like spills out into the balcony, the crowd is cheering like it's the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. I was like, what? Is anybody else going to like send help? Or where's all the emperor's troops? Like his bodyguards. Like they're just like, Whoa, hit him again. They were probably like, this is the best parade ever. Right? And then also talk about Hulk smash, Hun smash. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, no, I'm convinced he he can definitely survive an avalanche and then take down an entire empire on his own. Yeah. Because he near took down an entire palace on his own. Mm -hmm. He's busting it up. And we had head traumas five times during this scene. So here we go. Although I like how, I like how Disney's implying that the only way you could recognize a woman or like how easily a woman can hide herself uh, is if her hair is up and down because Shen Yu was like you ruined everything to Lee and Mulan's like no he didn't I did and she just picks her hair up and that's all it took the soldier from the, the soldier mountain soldier from the mountain like really I mean I guess it was a intense situation but are you seriously implying that it just takes a woman letting her hair down to be a different person and once again mulan gets another plan and she gets mushu in on it and then mushu after a quick batman reference when he says citizens i need firepower and he sets up what mulan's plan is we have the final confrontation up on the roof and guess what mulan does murders another person oh wait no mushu murdered him technically but it was her plan yep they're now there are now both vile creatures mm -hmm. bloodthirsty and they're in this together yes so the day is saved and mulan like... and mushu get to murder the bad guy right and like a boss she rides out on her horse like she ain't staying for no party she ain't mm -hmm. staying for no job she ain't staying for no man she's going home well before she goes home she meets up with her friends and the emperor comes by and he looks angry. And he you did this. You yeah. destroyed my palace. And then he points out that you have saved us all. And it was all a big swerve. Mm -hmm. So everybody in the crowd was like, what? Slow clap. But they give her the respect she's due. And he basically points out, it really doesn't matter what you are. You saved China. You did this great thing for us. And instead of a mic drop, she did like a horse drop and just rode yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> just rode out. But then the emperor gets a mic drop when he gives some good old fashion. Get your head out of your ass, Lee. Yeah. Good wisdom to Lee and points out to him that a flower is blah, blah, blah and goes all deep. And then he says, sir, 
and then he has to like shrink it down for him so he can leave his little brain leaves an idiot Mm -hmm. and he just says to him you don't meet a girl like that every dynasty day you know when you go see a movie and you've seen it so many times and there's that one time you watch it and there's that line where you finally get it and you die of laughter. One of the viewings I had of Mulan when I realized what he said every Dynasty D, I died of laughter because I was like, what a great pun. And it Did took me. Did he really say it? Or is it yeah. just how he pronounced it Dynasty? It, he was, it was Dynasty. Oh man, we're having to explain a pun, which ugh, I know ruins it. I know it's a pun, but are you sure it's just not you searching for it? No, it, it, it's totally a pun. It's it's but Disney. You looked up. They're going to use those racy Chinese jokes. <laughs> I liked it. I'll it was it funny. Yeah, and then Mulan heads back home. And then she does the bit with her dad where he says, The greatest gifted honor is you as a daughter. Oh, it was so sweet. Yeah, he backpedaled. Yeah, <laughs> he sure did. But then in this movie, they do something that's not totally norm for Disney movies is Mulan and lee kind of get together in the end however they didn't get married they didn't get married and they just imply like let's just get dinner let's, let's just, start slow let's start slow because mulan's like listen boo As a po- i saw how you ran an army right. and i don't know about you running this relationship she's just like i know i have an obligation as a disney princess but you're kind of a dud so let's just get dinner this is something that no Disney princess has done to this point because every other one has been like, we had a, a deal together. We had something we did together. Let's get married and love each other. It's but not, not Mulan. Not built on that, but sign me up for the next war. So that was it for Mulan. Mm-hmm. This is, we kind of talked about it earlier, but this was the tail end of the Disney Re- Disney, 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 Disney World. <laughs> um, Disney World. <laughs> If you don't know what Disney World is, just look up Disney World. You will enjoy yourself. You'll Plenty go down of memes. the rabbit hole. You'll go down the rabbit hole. I'm sure there's a Mulan Disney World. But anyway, Disney Renaissance. Here we go. Disney Disney <laughs> Disney Renaissance is such a wonderful time and that was luckily for us. That's those were the movies when we were a kid. We got to experience these films in their glory days we got to see them in theaters when they first came out and it ended with tarzan and then there was a long line of movies that went on for quite some time where they tried to experiment with some different things but it seemed like disney never hit the mark again that they had with like the little mermaid lion mm-hmm. king aladdin the other disney but see, renaissance now movies. they're doing like the disney renaissance resurgence where they're taking them all and making them live action and yep. i don't know how i feel about that plus in the new mulan movie no singing really i saw a headline that said there's no singing in it which i might have pointed this out earlier but after we saw the trailer i said you know what that just looks like a good kung fu movie we'll so see. we'll see indeed all right are you ready for the quiz we're not doing that segment next no. we have another segment before that but no. hold your horses I on that Okay, E, before we hop into our next segment, do you want to go over some of the responses from our poll posts from Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Okay. All right, so we want to thank you all for your posts, and here are some of our favorites. Our first question we had was, what is your favorite scene from Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker? And we had a response on Instagram from Jameis Films, 
and they said the rise scene. Hang on. You might be listening to this episode and you might not be ready for the spoilers oh, no, for Star Wars, don't, but don't, don't give it away. Don't okay. give it away. I won't give it away. On Twitter, we had three hours later said the scene with Babu Frick. Hey. <laughs> Our next question is who is your favorite character from the Rise of Skywalker? On Instagram, Dynamic Duo said Ray duh. And on Twitter, we had three hours later said Chewbacca is always down. Never drama, just kicking. <laughs> Love it. I understood that reference. Says, does no one count? <laughs> How dare you, Cap? <laughs> Tales from the Waystone said Will's answer was Babu Frick. And then Phoenix's answer was the little droid guy. Should have done my research. Whatever his name was, the little wheel new droid BB-8. from the movie. Not BB-8. There's a new one? I yeah. Why don't I remember this movie? Right? <laughs> it was eons ago. Our next question was, what do you think of Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker? On Instagram, the idiots said, enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. And on Twitter, our poll had the responses, which was, oh, this was really tight. 26 people said they loved it. 21% said they hated it. Mm. 31 said it's okay. And that was the top response. And then 22% said they haven't seen it. So we're going to have to be careful about our spoilers. Oh, boy. More said on that from I Used to Watch This said, literally just got home from seeing it with my son. We both liked it. Wasn't favorite ever, but not terrible either. Better Than Robin Hood said, I liked parts of it, but intensely hated large parts of it. A lot of feelings, a lot of feelings. Our next question is, who is the cutest Star Wars character? Can we just say, like, skip this one because we all know what the answer is? Well, I just wanted to give it a try. So our options was Baby Ewok, Baby Yoda, Sad Porg, or Babu Frick. So we had the winner with 69, nice, <laughs> 69% of the vote was Baby Yoda. And then in second place, it was a tie between the Baby Ewok and Sad Porg at 15% each. Babu Frick got no votes. Aww. I used to watch this, did point out Babu Frick was cool, but not cute. But he's little. I think he is cute. Three hours later, they put in a little gif of Baby Yoda. Nooks and Cranny's podcast said Ewok, cuz Friday our Shih Tzu looks like one with her hair grown out. Oh, that's probably so adorable. (laughs) The History Cash podcast said Baby Yoda, saying, I know you know the right answer. You're right, you're right. Adventures in Tepidville said the OG gimmick, and they showed Jar Jar Binks (laughs) saying, how rude. Realms and Nerds said E, Jabba the Hutt. Tales from the Waystone said BD1, otherwise D-O, what can I say? I have a thing for droids. Shoot, I don't know which droids those are. I'm sorry, guys, but all excellent picks. I love it all. Our last question was, now that the saga is complete, what is your favorite and what is your least favorite of the Star Wars films in the Skywalker saga? On Instagram... Geek to Me Radio said, favorite is still The Empire Strikes Back. Least favorite is The Last Jedi. Get to the Movie said, Empire is my favorite, and Attack of the CGI or Clones is my least favorite. On Twitter, Eat Crime Podcast said, even though it's kind of a segue movie, I really enjoyed Rogue One. So. That was a good movie. I like that. I'll one. allow it. I'll allow it. 
It made the franchise feel complete for me. I love the new characters and the way it fit in perfectly, despite being totally different. I've seen the Star Wars movies many times, but Rogue One is a movie I'll watch by itself in multiple times. Cage's Kisses said, love this one. Definitely my favorite, and it was a scene from The Force Awakens. Retro Wrestling Review said, favorite has to be Empire Strikes Back. And then their least favorite, without a question or debate, was the turd that was the Phantom Menace, which started a Twitter debate between the two of us. But I think he ended up winning out. It was good Twitter warring with you for a moment there, friend. The Lost Youngs podcast said Empire Strikes Back. That's what people do said. They said Attack of the Clones, but I'm not sure if that was their favorite or least favorite. Cinnamon also said Rogue One. Limes Retire said The Last Jedi as, hmm, as their least favorite, I believe. And then Empire Strikes Back as their favorite. Yeah, I'm going to assume that was the order that was supposed to be in. Colby Mack said that their fave was Force Awakens. Their least fave was Rise of Skywalker. And then our friends and flayers said their favorite was Return of the Jedi. And least favorite was The Last Jedi. Mm. Mike Matthews on Twitter said least favorite. And the reason is in the gif is Anakin Skywalker saying, I'm a person and my name is Anakin. Mm -hmm. And then he says favorite it was the scene from Empire Strikes Back. So that was all of our responses. So thank you all for playing. Make sure to join us this week for our posts on Mulan. And we'll have some more fun with you at yes. Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast or on Instagram or Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcast. So now, e, do you want to get to fighting? Yeah. All right, we're going to hop into our segment, I Hate It When They Fight. Before we start, we have to go over the winner of last week's fight. Winner! All right, so our question last week was, who messed up more during that scene in The Rise of Skywalker? Was it Rey, which was my pick, or Chewbacca, which was your pick? Mm -hmm. The winner, with 75% of the vote, oh, no. was Rey, which was my pick! I do another strategy. Fire, I try to like. I agree. I think Ray's the bad person in that situation. Oh, look at she, you! Oh, I try to. It's not seventy-five percent. It just ticked up to seventy-nine percent. Thank you. I try to like. That's the last time I strategize. All right. What's the question? All right. So because I won last week's challenge, that means I get to pick the question for this week's challenge. Oh, fudge nuggets. All right. So uh, uh, this week's question mm -hmm. will be. Mm -hmm. Who is the most B.A. Disney princess? I am going to go with our featured film's heroine, Mulan. Okay. And now I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to force an answer on you. I'm going to let you answer this question. Okay. I have one. Who goes first? Oh, you're not going to tell us. We're going to go right into the fight. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want me to tell you who I picked? So... I'm going to go ahead and go first, just okay. to get mine out of the way here. Oh, sorry. I started the timer, right? <laughs> On your mark, get set, go. All right. When you think of a B.A. Disney princess, you got to go with Mulan. 
the one who has the highest kill count. I mean, come on. She not only saves the people she loves, but she saves a whole nation. And she does it with such class and style. And she, as we pointed out throughout this whole thing, she doesn't even have to do it by working harder. She just has to work smarter, which makes her cool as a cucumber. You still have like three seconds. I don't need them. All right. Okay. You had time for me. And let's hear it. Moana is the most bad Disney princess because not only did she defy her father who was telling her for ancient all these years what was a tradition so she broke tradition but she traveled across the ocean pretty much by herself and took down a demigod and another god so yeah Mulan was fighting the Huns but she was fighting supernatural beings and went into the lair of monsters so she was going up against creatures way out of her pay grade all right. Mm. So now that you've heard both of our women, let's get it on. Mulana was going against mythical beings and creatures. I was thinking that you were going to pick Moana. Uh -huh. I was hoping you wouldn't have picked Princess Leia because I didn't know if I could fight against that since she uh -huh. is considered a Disney princess. But let's get but, back to the okay. fight. Yeah. Why Mulan does beat Moana. I already had an argument ready okay. for this. What is the difference between the two of them? Who ends up saving the day in the end? Is it Moana or is it Maui? Moana because, Interesting discussion because she because figures out where the heart of the ocean is and she gives it to her. She so does, Maui but Taka almost gets her. But yeah, so did like the Huns almost got her. In no. fact, she got a slash taken out of her. With not historic medicine, she would have died from like an infection. Uh, Moana probably would have died in the middle of the ocean at the beginning of the movie without Maui's help. Like she if had we're have Mushu. That fight... She had Mushu. Not to mention Mushu all... was no help. Yes, he was, and she had other army dudes to back her up. She had other army she dudes to back not... her up. She but could not. Who have... defeated the Huns? Not alone. Not alone. She needed help in the end. She needed help, but in the end. When she was fighting everybody. You said so yourself did that anybody Mushu save killed her? her. Mushu killed her. Well, yeah, she'd used him, but that was her plan. But Luana went out on her own to go get a demigod who tried to leave her for dead on an island. And she fought back. She went across the ocean and she took down gods well, and giant crabs. And she had assistance. She had a partner. Well, definitely didn't beat the giant crab. Maui is the one who got them out of that pickle. So you're wrong there. Sorry, that's a point against you. <laughs> but Mulan, if you think about it, when do any of the guys like block a shot? When do any of the guys make a plan? They don't. They don't. She is but the she one who makes help, all the plans. But Mulana took down demigods, mystical creatures. Ooh, that was a good fight. Mm. <laughs> so based off that fight, you can make your decision. But before you make your decision, What's you have to hear impressive? our rebuttals here. Oh, I forgot about the rebuttals. So I get, we never remember how to do this. Yeah, we never remember how to do this, but I'll let you go first. Okay. What is more impressive, taking down human mortal men or taking down gods and demigods? They don't write a whole mythology section on somebody taking down an army of Huns. All right, so you got 11 seconds, so that means my five seconds is going to turn into six. Or four. And okay, ready? Go. She saves a whole nation with the power of thought and don't need no man. <laughs> All right, so let us know what you think on Instagram or Twitter. 
Uh, we'll have our poll on Twitter, so let us know who you think is always right. Will K retain the belt this week, or will E take it back? Now, let's get to quizzing. Okay. All right, so E, mm -hmm. now that we're heading into our next segment, we have to go over the winners of our Were You Paying Attention Challenge. Ooh. So our question was, who has been in the most Star Wars movies? The answer was Anthony Daniels, who played C-3PO. The winner on Instagram was The Idiot. So well done. Nice. And on Twitter, the winner was with the answer, this guy, Anthony Daniels. It was our friends, Friends and Flares. So well done, guys. So check out both of our friends. They are fantastic. If you like D&D &D or if you like things all 80s, these are the podcasts for you. So check them out today. So E, this was your movie. You get to quiz me. All righty. Ready? Wait. Cue that music. Ready now? Yep. Okay. Some of these I think are throwaway questions. I was having a hard time. So there's definitely a color theme. Ooh. I know. Okay, so what is the dog's name? Little brother. Okay. How many cups of tea did the doctor prescribe her dad? Was there a doctor? She said the doctor said you have to drink your tea. Oh, two cups of tea in the morning and three at night. It's three in the morning and three at night. Oh, so close. Okay. What color were the beads? That the grandma gave her and why what did the beads serve jade and they served for the point of beauty <laughs> what's mushu's first line i live <laughs> i know all his lines i know i wrote that down i was like son of a biscuit all right what color are the horse's eyes which horses? The Hans horses? No, Mulan's. Oh. Con size? Mm -hmm. They're blue. Mm -mm. Green. Mm -hmm. oh. All right. Which eye is his black eye for Yao? Which eye is his black eye? Left eye. Yep. All right. What fruit did someone use in the fights that Mulan started in the camp when Lee walks out? What Some, fruit? Somebody's holding a fruit in their hand to smash and beat somebody up with. What fruit was it? A watermelon? Yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh. They carried a watermelon. I know. What color was Mulan's robe when she became a man? So she was wearing, and then there was this, in that sequence, Oh. the color changed. What color was she wearing? It was like pink or salmon? Nope. Green? Yeah. All right. Um, what color Green is, is a reoccurring theme. Yeah. Well, what color was Mushu's toothbrush? Green. Blue. Ah. <laughs> How does the emperor address the crowd? My people. Nope. Think it more. I'm not giving you hints. No, I give you hints. You got stuff. Brothers and sisters? Nope. You're close with my. My peeps? Nope. <laughs> My slaves? No! My children. My children! Yes, that's okay, right. What color is the fan that Mulan uses at the end to block the sword? 
There is a lot of colors here. I know. Well, I didn't. There's not a lot to quiz. You know all the lines. Is it yellow? <laughs> yellow or gold? What is on the crest that the emperor gave Mulan? Dragon. <laughs> all right. What do you think? How'd I do? You did very well. Thanks. All right, Kay. Now that we've wrapped up Mulan, it's your turn to pick. Before we pick, we have to give our reviews for Mulan here. Since you picked first, yeah. you go ahead. I would say this is the best example of Disney feminism for Disney. I would say I love this movie so much. It was a great culmination of the movies that came before it, as well as Tarzan that came after it to wrap up the Disney renaissance. And this is definitely one of my favorite Disney movies, period. Agreed. So, in short, my review is you don't find a movie like this every day, Miss D. Very nice. Yes. All right. I was Kay. able to use that. I'm dying to know. You haven't told me. Oh, yes. What's our next movie? What is our next movie? What should we watch? So, we should watch. I figured we have Disney+. Plus. We mm -hmm. don't often reoccurringly do movies that are similar, but let's go ahead with another Disney film. And I thought, since we were towards the tail end of the Disney Renaissance, mm -hmm. I wanted to hit up probably one of my favorite Disney films, and that would be the next film in the Disney Renaissance lineup, Tarzan. I knew it when you said your next favorite film. All right. Well, I think on that note, we have a fussy fur baby. <laughs> and we should probably wrap things up. She might have something to say, but we're out of time. We want to thank you all for joining us for this week's edition of What Should We Watch with Kenny. &E? Make sure to join us on Instagram and Twitter. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at What Should We Watch Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at WSW Watch Podcast. Make sure to tell all your friends about us. Like, share, subscribe, five star review. Especially if you like these movies and uh, if you don't like the movies five star review oh that's true if you don't like them you might just like to hear what we say yeah but thanks again for joining us we love you all we'll talk to you all next time bye i have to go to the bathroom i guess that's a form of business <laughs>